Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Uh, this is Thomas Olsen from Bloodbound, and you're listening to Talking Metal. And this is the opening track from our new album, In the Name of Metal. In the name of...
big talking metal toast coming to you from the Tempest Bar in New York City. But friendly drinking a bottle of Bud. I'm drinking some Sam Adams on tap. What are you drinking? I'm drinking my favorite drink and also Eric Carr's favorite drink, a 7 and 7. And I want to say... we should 21 all... years, man. Yeah, I can't believe that. I just want to say let's, let's all think about Eric Carr tonight. One of the greatest drummers of all time. One of my absolute favorite drummers. Absolutely. This is Car Jam. Jam 91 from the Kiss album Revenge, and here's my take on that. I actually think that those were leftover tapes from the Elder recording sessions. Yeah, I mean, we were, I was talking with Victor about this, Victor from Mars Attacks. Any chance, now they claim that that those tracks, those guitar tracks, were, were re-recorded, right? But any chance that even maybe bleeding through the mic drum, that there's an Ace guitar track on there, which would technically mean maybe Ace was actually on Revenge. We now know that Vinnie Vincent was on Revenge. And uh, is there any chance that that could be Ace's guitar? Let me tell you, I am not speaking as Ace's assistant, but I'm just speaking as John Ostrowski. 
when I heard that song, I thought that that lead guitar part was Ace playing, and I would put money on it that it is Ace playing. Wow, the lead part, because now Bruce, I could have sworn we may have even asked him that, and I thought he said, "Oh, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure those were re-recorded or something like that." You know, the tracks were re-recorded, but who knows, right? And and it is possible that the, that if. Ace were standing in a room with Eric while he played that. That there'd be bleed through at least in the the, the drum mics. So it's very possible that Revenge may have a, a little Ace on it somewhere. And and now we know a little Vinny was on there. Yeah, I, I didn't even know about the Vinny thing. And um, like I said, uh, I'm sure Bruce did add guitars to that song. But I just there's a few notes in that song. I don't know if it's the entire lead, but there's definitely a few notes that I would say sound to me like it's ace and and you know i don't want to get in trouble with paul or gene or ace uh you know or bruce because i i love all four of those guys but i i just have to say that to me it sounds so much like ace on on some of the solo work on car jam 91 yeah interesting stuff right now let's talk a little led zeppelin Jason Bonham is out there doing his Led Zeppelin experience. He has a new album out with Black Country Communion. This is a song that Jason told me he wrote all the music for, everything but the lyrics. He had a little help with the lyrics from the other guys, but he wrote everything on this song. And it is new, Black Country Communion. It's called This Is Your Time. It's written on your 
was black country communion you're listening to talking metal we got bud friendly we got john astronomy rocking at the tempest bar in new york city should we hit a few emails here let's see what we got here um you want to check that one out hey this email is from phil r and he says, let me see if I can read it because it's a little dark here. He says, Dear Mark and John, thanks for all the hard work the two of you put into the Talking Metal podcast. I've been a listener for over a year now and eagerly await the new episodes as they come out. I find it amazing you both work multiple jobs and still manage to put together a great show. I enjoy listening to five or six episodes back-to-back while driving around Australia. It's a bloody big place. As I have always lived in the country and rarely went to the city, I never knew when international bands were touring and have missed many great shows over the years. As the internet has made the world a much smaller place, it is easier to find out when bands are touring Oz, and work permitting, I get to go to as many as I can. I am 45 now, and I feel that shows like yours help keep the metal scene alive and fresh. Before my teens, I listened to ACDC, Angels, Rose Tattoo, Aussie bands, and Kiss, but my late teens, it was Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, Judas Priest, and Pink Floyd. Through the influence of your podcast, I now have been listening to many new bands I would never have known about. Your latest podcast, you played Songs of Yesterday by Black Country Communion, and what a great song. I've downloaded all of of their albums from iTunes and or Spotify, and he won't buy CDs anymore. And many more from artists you have played and recommended. You should ask Spotify for kickbacks. I hope this email finds you all well, and I look forward to future podcasts. Regards, Phil R. Hey, Phil, this is the kind of letter that really makes me want to start doing these podcasts like every second, and I really, really appreciate what you're saying. I, I got to hand it over. I got to hand it to Mark for really keeping this going while I'm a little jammed up. I have an email right here. It says. Enlarge penis now. It's from a nice, nice guy in China who apparently... Uh, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a little interlude by our good friend, Bud Friendly. He is great, great. And he also thanks you, Phil R. And uh, anyway, I can't hear anymore. So whatever Bud Friendly said was really, really good. Uh, but I am so deaf. So, Phil, yeah, I, I, I really appreciate it. And, and you know, I was like that, too. I never knew when bands were playing concerts. And, you know, now I do because of the Internet. 
but uh, I really appreciate it. <laughs> Bud Friendly's freaking out. Uh, I love it. Phil, thanks so much. And uh, I promise you, we're going to have some really, really great stuff coming to you soon. And we're going to, as Mark said in the previous podcast, we're going to start bringing back interviews again and, and really bring Talking Metal back to where it once was when, you know, we were just rocking it strong. So thanks a lot, buddy. Thanks for the letter. Cool. Right now, let's get into a little music. This is Soundgarden by Crooked Steps.
little Soundgarden on Talking Metal. How about we keep the rock going with a little Van Halen, AFU Naturally Wired.
That was Naturally Wired by Van Halen. You're listening to Talking Metal. Now, here are your hosts. And, I mean, here's now your host, John. Hey, Bud Friendly. Thank you very much. We are here at the Tempest Bar. Sounds like there's some band jamming. Who is this? Yeah, that's what I thought it was the Stones, but I couldn't hear the vocal. I just heard some guitar playing. It sounds like Stones jamming. The Rolling Stones have just played a concert in London, and they had some great special guests like former Rolling Stones bassist Bill Wyman and former guitarist Mick Taylor, who I once met at Chiller. And uh, those guys are going to be playing in the next show, which is happening either tonight or tomorrow. And by the time you hear this, it will have already happened in London. They had Jeff Beck come on stage in the last show, and they're going to have Clapton at the uh, show that's either happening tonight or tomorrow. And then they're coming over to the States. Now, Mark, I know um, this is a little aside. This isn't really metal, but I guarantee a lot of metal bands like from the 70s, like Kiss or Aerosmith, were influenced by the Stones. And uh, are you going to see them? I-, I would love to go, but the tickets sold out in like the first second. No, I'm not. I've seen the Stones before. I'm not going to this tour. Uh, I did see the new HBO documentary, Crossfire Hurricane, which is really good if you have a chance to check it out. But, yeah, absolutely, very influential band on all as- all styles of rock music, including metal for sure. I mean, look at Guns N' Roses or any of the sleaze metal, glam metal bands, a lot of them influenced by the Stones, you know, Hanoi Rocks. You know, so many, just uh, Aerosmith for sure. You know, just everybody loves the Stones. I bet you I bet you Crash Diet is influenced by the Stones. Everybody is influenced by the Stones. Crash Diet have a new album coming out next year, early next year. Swedish metal sensation. Crash Diet return with their fourth album, The Savage Playground. It comes out in January on Frontiers Records. We have a little sneak preview They sent us a little clip. It's only a a little over a minute long, but this is their new single, which will come out next week. It's called Cocaine Cowboys. Cocaine Cowboys by Crash Diet. You know, a lot of bands have a, have that, a, a song called Cocaine Cowboys. What is a Cocaine Cowboy? I don't even know. Anybody know? I, I believe it's a cowboy that does not need a horse, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Miami Cocaine Cowboys. Oh, yeah, okay. 
Makes sense. Wasp had a song called Cocaine Cowboys. Remember the song Cocaine? <laughs> Just kidding. Clapton, no, yeah. Clapton. No, that was a great well, it, was, it was a cover of a blues song, actually. Oh, I didn't even know that. So that, see, okay, this is, uh, I'm finding something out that I can't believe I didn't know. So Cocaine by Clapton was really a cover of an old blues song. Yeah, it's a cover of an old blues song. Yeah, if you want, if your day is done and you want to ride on cocaine, yep. That's a, that's an old blues song. And like I said, a lot of, a lot of songs about cocaine, including this one by Wasp, Cocaine Cowboys.
Cocaine Cowboys by Wasp, and we're going to keep the theme going with Snowblind from Ace Frehley's 1978 solo record. Peter Chris has a book out now. Have you read that? I have not. I have uh, actually two copies. Um, 
and uh, I have not yet read it, although I did look at the like last chapter, and uh, Peter said some stuff about Ace in that book, and uh, which wasn't that flattering, right? Correct. And uh, but I had asked Ace, who read the entire book, I said, Ace, what'd you think of the book? And he said, I thought it was a great book, and. Um, Ace seemed to really think it was a great book, so it didn't sound like Ace had any hard feelings toward Peter. That's interesting. That's interesting. Peter lives in New Jersey now. You got my wife and I into the Ace show down at Asbury Park, which is, I guess, where Peter lives down in in the Jersey Shore now. And somebody in the audience was like, did you hear that Peter Chris is going to show up and do a... And I said, I don't think so. But uh, I wonder if they have any communication nowadays, Peter and Ace. You know, we saw Peter at Billicoin's memorial service down in Florida, you know, about a year or two ago. And um, I think that might be the last time Ace spoke to Peter. And, you know, it was all friendly. We were all hanging out, sitting together. And, you know, Ace Ace really has, like, uh, this great outlook on life now. And, you know, he's he's been sober for six, going on seven. Maybe it's even seven already years. And... Um, you know, like I said, like there were some stories that I read online that, that Peter's book, you know, said some uh, possibly unflattering things about Ace. And, you know, I point blank just asked Ace, hey, what would you think of Peter's book? And he said, hey, I think it was a great book. I enjoyed reading it, a lot of great stories. And uh, so, you know, who knows? Cool. I look forward to reading that. My brother's reading it. He said it's a good read. He said uh, the stuff about that second wife of Ace Aces is just like in the whole Phil Donahue thing that oh, he was Yeah, I'm sorry, Peter, Peter Yeah, Peter's second wife, uh, the Playboy Playmate when he was on the Donahue show and do you remember somebody called up and accused the wife of having an affair on the show? Do you remember that? You know, I, I remember that show and we did a whole thing on VH1 about it. Now what happened was there was this girl that showed up at at Tom Arnold's house trying to rescue the fake Peter Chris and she said she had an affair with Peter and then George Suet called in and said that can't be true because Peter's a really honorable guy and I did, I'm not even sure Lydia might even have called in I, I, Lydia did call in and Peter didn't seem all that thrilled that she was calling in that was a weird scene man apparently Peter left there and was so pissed off over the whole thing yeah he was he was just livid um and Donahue pissed him off, and everybody pissed him off. I guess he goes into this in the book. I look forward to reading the book. Crazy thing is the girl that ran out to Tom Arnold's house and rescued the fake Peter Chris actually ran into me and Rob Bailey in, like, possibly the scrap bar. And, and, and I was like, oh, my God, you're the girl that was involved in that whole Peter Chris scandal. And then I believe she later went on to accuse Billy Idol of uh, molesting her or something like that. Wow, crazy stuff. We should play some Billy Idol and just get the hell out of here. Molesting might not be the right word, but maybe just attacking her or something. Some weird thing. Speaking of, I'll tell my one Billy Idol story before we go into a track maybe by Billy Idol. But remember when Bill O'Coin told us that Steve Stevens just got this brand new, like, guitar, and it was like a Steve Stevens signature model or something, and he was so proud of it, and Billy Idol just came right up to it, and he took a key, and he just gouged the front of the guitar and said it's got to look more rock and roll. Steve Stevens was apparently like devastated. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting combination, Billy Idol and Steve Stevens. I do remember Bill O'Coin 
telling that story. Uh, maybe a little Rebel Yell right now by Billy Idol to take us out. Are you cool with that, Bud Friendly? I'm, uh, that's A-OK with Bud Friendly. Excellent. Make those PayPal donations. Buy a Talking Metal t-shirt. Keep us alive here. And, uh, again, thanks for all your support, guys. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter.com at Talking Metal. And what else? Where else are we? You're on Facebook. Yes, I'm on Facebook. I don't know what the address is, but if you just search John Astronomy, it will come up. Uh... Yeah, I, I, I got to get back on Facebook. I got to get back into everything. Guys, let me tell you, the reason I have been keeping a low profile has been because of all the work I've been doing with Ace and, you know, just my other two and a half jobs. So uh, we really appreciate what you have all done, and I really appreciate what Mark has been doing and also what Bud Friendly has contributed to the, the you know, just entity that is called Talking Metal. We should have a Bud Friendly solo episode. Yeah. I think that that's a great idea. <laughs> that would be a good idea. We should do that, definitely. I'm about to have a Bud Friendly solo episode in the bathroom right now, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, good comeback. Good comeback. Yeah. Uh, John, I wanted to present you um, with some uh, souvenirs uh, before we go. Here's some stuff I got you from the uh, the KISS concert I went to recently. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, some KISS picks. And uh, what else did I give you? Oh, a, a fake ticket. Yeah. And these are kiss picks? Yeah, those are kiss picks. And a kiss ring, too. Check out the ring. The ring's pretty cool. It's in the. Oh, did it fall? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the picks. That was for the ring, and the picks are in here. Yeah. A Tommy Thayer pick. Just what Ace's, Ace's assistant wanted. Mark, I want to thank you very, very much for all this cool stuff. This is great. I love this ticket, and it's it's really killer. And uh, and this rig is cool, and these picks are killer. I, I really appreciate it. Mark, thank you very much. This is very touching, and uh, I really, really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. This is, like, cool stuff. This is, like, some kind of, like, holographic thing. There's, like, um, there's a new thing people are doing now, and on the site, uh, what's that? It's not Twitter. It's not, uh, there's some new thing out Uh What's, it, what's that other site called? Tumblr. Tumblr, yeah. Friendster. Redtube.com. You porn. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, no, on Tumblr, there's these things that people are doing that are called animated GIFs, or I say GIFs, and the, the true pronunciation is GIF. It's a file format called .gif. But anyway, it, Kiss did one, and, and they must shoot it with, like, multiple cameras, or they moved the camera, and some cool thing. But Kiss did one where it, it looks like you're seeing them in 3D, and it's, but it's a still image. It's, like, some cool thing. But apparently it's a big hit over on Tumblr. But uh, anyway, Mark, thank you so much. This is killer. I can't wait to see. It's really dark in here, but this is all killer stuff. This is going to go into my Kiss collection, and I really, really... Really appreciate it. And you also once got me Kiss Sugar, which I still have, which I think is really awesome. And, you know, I was, it was the Motley Crue Kiss show that I was at, and I caught a Nikki Six pick oh, at, cool. the, at the show. And I walked back. This is just what a nice guy Mark Striegel is. And there was a guy sitting in a, a wheelchair back in the, like, wheelchair section at PNC. And I was a little buzzed. I knew my wife was driving home, and 
and I was going to the bathroom, and I was like looking at this Nikki Six pick that I just caught from being in the fourth row, and I just uh, saw the guy, and he had like all this Motley Crue stuff on. He was in a wheelchair, and I kind of felt bad. And I just walked up to him and I said, "Dude, I just caught this Nikki Six pick. I'm up in the fourth row. Have it." And he was so happy, and I gave him the pick. So that's a true story there, Mark. I commend you for that great deed, and and thank you again for this as well. So that was really really cool. I mean, what am I going to do with a Nikki Six pick? You know, it'll get thrown out in 40 years when I die anyway. So it's like, give it to somebody who will enjoy it and look at it, right? This is Rebel Yell by Billy Idol. You're listening to all the hard rock hits here on Talking Metal. Yeah, but we never played it. I 
Radio 